Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All country 107.9. Getting you up and getting you going. This is Gunner and Cheyenne. Well, here we go. Welcome to Friday, May 12th, 2023. Uh, it's Gunner and Cheyenne on Instagram and at Facebook at Gunner and Cheyenne. Uh, yesterday, the Suns lost, so they're done. I mean, any talk of them moving on, it's just done oh, and over with at this point. Oh, that's embarrassing. Very embarrassing performance yesterday uh, at home, in front of the home crowd at that. Oh, gosh. But, uh, 125 to 100 was the final. <laughs> I think I saw at one point, because like I didn't watch the game yesterday. The ACMs were on. I had priorities, right? Well, the ACMs were done by the time they tipped off. Yeah, well, I was tired. <laughs> priorities. Um, so, anyways, at one like I saw this morning a video of somebody recording their TV, and it was like 74 to 45, and I was yeah, like, oh, jeez. They were not prepared. I mean, Aiton was out. Chris Paul was out, but they... I, but my my issue they won with in Denver that, without uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, and my my other issue with that is like if your team is solely dependent on one or two people, you got deeper issues yeah. as a team. Like that shouldn't happen. 
Yeah, but I mean, you have stars for a reason, right? They make baskets. But I mean, Aiton, like, they won without Chris Paul in Denver uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. right? To get us to this point. Um, but without Aiton, Aiton didn't play that hard anyway. He scores like 10 points. And, you know, there's the videos going around on social media of Aiton just not playing hard. He's just standing there watching the ball bounce around on the rim and not making any movement towards it. Oh, that's a problem. You know, so one, yeah. I mean, that's why there's speculation that he won't be with us next season. Uh. You know, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, Paul was out. So it comes down to one guy. I don't know. They weren't prepared. I think Denver just kind of wanted to get this done and over with. They were over prepared and, you know, definitely had a better playbook yeah. than the Suns did yesterday. So uh, maybe next season, Suns, maybe we'll get another player that can uh, replace Aiton and uh, actually play a little harder. That would be cool. Yeah, but uh, you referenced the ACMs yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get more into that a little bit later on this morning. But congratulations to Lainey Wilson. Man. Oh. She was the uh, the big winner yesterday. Yeah, she was. Four-time winner at the ACMs yesterday. She won her first female artist of the year. Her album, Bell Bottom Country, won album of the year. Uh, she won music event of the year uh, with Hardy with that song, Wait in the Truck. And uh, it was just all out. Uh, she looked good, too. Oh, my God. Ooh. She looked so good. And she debuted her boyfriend for the first time, which was cool to which see. Which I wouldn't have expected him to look like that. I'm like, <laughs> What's wrong with I the way know. that he looked? I feel like I may have had a chance. Because <laughs> he's not like, he's like a big, he's a football player. He's kind of a bigger dude. Yeah, he plays and, for the Steelers. And I'm wondering, like, how far they've gone into this relationship because she never kissed him on the lips. All they did was like the uh, the high school hug. Yeah. You know, before she went up to the stage every time she won. Well, in her, in their defense, they both had, like, he had a cowboy hat on. She had her big rimmed hat on. Like, that's why you think? That, I think that's probably why. Know. They it were holding fresh. hands and all sorts of things. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's as fresh as you think it is. Okay. Or she's just like a good down south, no PDA type yeah. Which is very possible. She is. Uh, yeah, she's very Southern. Yes. You know, and very uh, by her roots. And uh, I love that. Yeah. But she looks so good. And her performance last night was amazing. Do we believe, do we believe she's not on like a workout regimen? Because, I mean, when she was here at the Bird's Nest, we asked her about it. Because, um, I mean, you look at a, a video from a couple years ago. And I loved the video when she was on CMA Country Christmas singing Christmas cookies in those plaid pants. Uh-huh. And she was thicker there. Yes, she right? was. And then we referenced that when we started the bird's nest. We're like, what workout regimen are you on? What are you, what are you doing? And she says, it's nothing. It's ding-dongs and run around the stage. Do I we mean, believe that? kind of. After watching her last night and how much cardio she does in one song performance, I, I kind of believe her. And then, Well, yeah. I mean, well, she and then she went off brand during her performance, pulled the hat off. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, she looked great. It was spicy. Uh, but Ashley McBride, she lost a lot of weight and she's been <gasps> doing kickboxing classes. I know. So I don't know if I believe Knit <laughs> Lady. I really, I don't know. I don't know. But congratulations to Lady. And uh, we'll get more into the ACMs coming up a little bit later on this morning. Good morning to you. Here's Tyler Hubbard. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Every little thing about Cheyenne's ACM predictions did not come true. She did not get one. We made five predictions yesterday. Yeah. And uh, she did not get one. You know how many I got? One. Two. Oh. So uh, it, it... and I got to tell you, it feels good to win, Cheyenne. Well, does it? I'm sure it does. <laughs> I just, you know, I stuck. My, I, it, it was based off of who I genuinely support yeah. with my predictions, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, as long as you feel good about I'm it. I'm okay with it. You know, it's not uh, not how things go when it comes to winning and yeah, board well. game playing and any kind of game playing. You know, you got to, you don't go with your heart. It's all strategy, <laughs> Cheyenne.
You got to know. I mean, to this time, it was all about heart, this this go-around. Yeah, Chris Stapleton got Entertainer of the Year. Neither of us picked that. Yeah. Laney Wilson, Female Artist of the Year. I picked that. Mm-hmm. I picked Laney. You did. And I guess you could say I went with my heart. But I, I just feel like she had a big year, you know? <laughs> no, and, she did. And it showed. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Wallen got Male Artist of the Year, and I got that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed Laney Wilson, uh, Bell Bottom Country on Album of the Year. Actually, no, I did get that. No. Oh, no, I went with Ashley McBride. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong ones. You're right. I was still looking at my, I was looking at the winners. Cole Swindell, uh, she had me a Heads Carolina, uh, picked up single of the year. Which that song, I mean, as good as it is, it picked up a lot of awards that he's just kind of piggybacking on an old Jody Messina song. Yeah, I don't think that that was as deserving as other songs. I I'm agree. trying to be nice about it. I agree. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to those winners. We have more of the ACMs coming up. The National Anthem is next. I was love- Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. KMLE-FM and HD1 Chandler Phoenix. You're starting the day with Gunner and Cheyenne. Powered by NoBullRam.com. Now, please pause while we salute America. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight Oh, the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave Oh, the land of the free And the home of the With the national anthem this morning, Scatter and Cheyenne, thanks for having us on. You can text us at any time all throughout the morning at 22108. On our way up to a Heidner 95 today, 99 tomorrow, breezy and 100 on Sunday. The morning riddle. Let's get the juices flowing in the old noggin. This all morning. right. Uh, this one's going to be pretty tough, and I will be thoroughly impressed if you can get this without Googling it. Okay. <laughs> I repeat, please don't Google. <laughs> Because I think this is the only way you're really going to get it, unless unless you're really good, right? Uh-huh. All right, here we go. Okay. A woman was born in 1975 and died in 1975. At the age of her death, she was 22 years old. How is this possible? A woman was born in 1975 and died in 1975. At the age of her death, she was 22 years old. How is this possible? 
Uh, think about it, as Cheyenne is. It looks like your brain hurts just a little bit this it morning. It does. <laughs> it really does. All right, text us, and text us the answer at 22108 if you think you know it. Uh, we'll get you the correct answer to the morning riddle coming up here in six minutes on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. <laughs> the morning riddle today, kind of an expert level uh, riddle. Uh, text to the 480. The riddle is garbage. Bring on the weekend. <laughs> Trash. Sorry. Just because you can't get it. Don't take it out wow. on me. <laughs> Let me ask you something. If the tables were turned and I gave you that riddle, would you, even knowing the answer, would you have gotten it? Without knowing the answer? No, I would not exactly. have gotten it. Yeah, it's a little tough. Exactly. But tables are not that way, Sitting Cheyenne. high and mighty when you got the answer That's in front right, of you. Right here in front of me. Jeez. Did you come up with an answer? I have a, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> a woman is a woman was born in 1975 and died in 1975. At the age of her death, she was 22 years old. How is this possible? A woman was born in 1975 and died in 1975. At the age of her death, she was 22 years old. How is this possible? A lot of people are close. There okay. are some people that got it correct. Okay. But a lot of incorrect guesses coming in. Uh, here's some of the incorrect guesses. Text with the 480, two different women. No. Uh, text with the 602, it was a mother who died giving birth. No. Text with the 801, she went in a time machine. No. <laughs> Uh, text to the 805 in, this, in a similar vein. She invented time travel, <laughs> lived it up to her 21st birthday, figured out that once you turn 22, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> That's an easy one. Come on now. Nope. Text to the 570, leap year baby. No. Uh, text to the 623, however, Jesus. <laughs> no. Uh, text to the 406, with Jesus, anything is possible. I mean. <laughs> I love you guys so much. All right, Cheyenne, a woman was born in 1975 and died in 1975. At the age of her death, she was 22 years old. How is this possible? Uh, I went with a very logical answer. And my logical answer is she she flatlined and was brought no. back. No. Oh. Uh, here are some close ones. Okay. Text to the 623, 1975 is an apartment number. No. Text to the 602, 1975 is her address. No. Getting there yet? No. No? 1975 refers to the hospital room number, not the year. So she was born in 1975 and then died in the year 1975. She was, bo- she was born in room 1975 at the hospital. Ah. That is how that is possible, Cheyenne. Got it. I like mine. My answer was very logical. <laughs> yeah. You th- <laughs> it was like she died in like her first year of life, you know? Like she died, she was born in yeah. 1975, flatlined for whatever reason yeah. in 1975, got brought back, and then died at the age of 22. Mine was a very logical it answer was, yeah. in my you, brain. You, you used a little too much brain power for that one, Cheyenne. She, she shot. We're going to go to the commercial break. She's like, I'm going home. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Martin Riddle will do it again Monday at 6 a.m. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. El King and Miranda. Uh, Miranda was at the ACMs yesterday, and oh my gosh, she was uh, she was flaunting her stuff yesterday. Yeah, her red carpet interview prior. Whew. I'll just leave it at that. What did she do? What, what, what did she? What did she? What did her hair look like? I didn't. Notice. I have no idea. I think she was a redhead yesterday. I think <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, uh, Riley Green was not at the ACMs yesterday. Uh, I came across this Riley Green uh, interview that he did at Stagecoach. Uh, and they asked him, like, who uh, was your favorite tour to open for, right? He's open for Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Dirk Bentley, mm-hmm. and Luke Bryan. But uh, it was neither of those guys that was his favorite tour uh, to be on. Here's what he had to say. Here's uh, Riley Green. Uh, hang on. Brad Paisley that was my first major tour. Yeah, we had like lobster. You've done it that long, you can afford to eat nice. But we were, when we got off that tour, we went back to mine, which was like pizza. So I missed that one a lot. So, so what he enjoyed about the uh, Brad Paisley tour uh-huh. was the expensive lobster they had in catering prior to the show. That's awesome. Makes me wonder what Luke Combs, Thomas Red, Dirk Bentley, and Luke Bryan had. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Riley Green says that they have pizza. For his tours. Kind of makes sense to me, though. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're doing that every day, that gets a little heavy. Oh, yeah. You know, you get sick of that. So, Brad Paisley, you know, obviously he's got the money. Uh, and uh, that's what he has for catering, <laughs> his expensive lobster. And I thought that was funny that that's what Riley Green remembers is just that that lobster, that meal. I'm not surprised right? that that's what he remembers at all. That's his first major tour, and you, he have lobster? Yeah, I would remember that, too. You remember the lobster. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of us do remember, like, that one good meal, though. You know? So what? what is the uh, one meal you remember eating? You still think about it to this day. Ooh. Like, oh, I got to go back and get that again. Oh. And you've been telling people about it. What is that for you, Camel Nation? You can text us at 22108. I already know. What's yours? It's the... Oddly. Don't say maple and ash. Don't say maple and ash. I'm not. <laughs> Like I was gonna call you out for being a small town girl and all that, you know, because I mean, you you grew up in Yakima, Washington, and you moved down here, and you get taken on a date to Maple and Ash, or you went out with somebody to Maple and Ash, and that's all you rave. That's your favorite restaurant down here, and all that. Well, yeah, because it's yeah. delightful. Okay, but what is your favorite meal that you constantly think about? It's the lobster mac and cheese from the top of the world at the Strat in Las <laughs> I Vegas. I wrote that down as mine too. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Then you know it's good. <laughs> That's when you know it's good. It is to this day my I dream about that mac and cheese. I think I still have a picture of you, uh, like drooling over drooling it, drooling over oh, the other mac so and cheese. So good, but it was uh, at the top of the stratosphere. They got this restaurant where uh, we did a work trip right yeah, out yeah. there to Vegas, and we broadcasted live from the Strip. And uh, they they had us up at this restaurant. <laughs> I remember, it's so fancy that you can't wear open toed shoes. No, they have. Well, you can. They just can't be like sandals or flip flops. Okay, so my wife <laughs> decided to go with flip flops. <laughs> so then we had to go down to the uh, the gift shop, which they're prepared. Yes, obviously, my wife is not the first to do that because they had a whole assortment of closed toed <laughs> shoes and stuff you could choose from, and they were like marked up. It was like eighty dollars for like these cheapest. Like little cardboard shoes. They looked like um, the ruby red slippers from the Wizard. Yeah, of Oz. that's exactly what they look like. Yeah, so we had to go down, buy those. Uh-huh. They didn't even match our outfit. Nope. And go back up there, you know, and they check your shoes as you get off the elevator at the top of the stratosphere. And she got the okay to go ahead. So we caught up with you. You were already sitting at the yeah. table. What's well, even funnier about it, though, is that they didn't fit. They were too small. So when she sat down at the table, she had to take them off. Take and them just off. Like- and she's barefoot at the table. <laughs> 
So from the air, from the elevator to your table, you gotta wear closed toe shoes oh, or whatever. Man. Uh, but yeah, that was a great meal. Love I mean, we it. both agree on that, yeah. obviously. Uh, for my wife, uh, it's a bacon wrapped filet mignon. She will not stop talking about this whenever we go to a steakhouse. Even when we went for your birthday to Maple and Ash, mm-hmm. she still raved about this filet mignon that was bacon wrapped at the Gem Steakhouse in Deadwood, South Dakota. Okay, <laughs> we were there. I worked at I worked in Rapid City, South Dakota, uh-huh. in radio for just a little bit, right? About a year and a half. But we celebrated our one year anniversary there in Rapid City, and I remember getting the gift card because I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was a poor man in radio back in Rapid City. Like, yeah, hey. it, was, it was through I, I, the sales manager. I'm like, hey, do we got any gift cards? I want to. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I still yeah. do that to this day. <laughs> So anyway, we uh, had dinner there, and it was bacon wrapped and filet mignon and butter. There's like a garlic butter you Ooh, dip yum. in it. But she still talks about it to this day. And we've been married, what, 15, 16 years yeah. now? It happened 15 years ago. And she still just loves that. she's still that raving thing. about that f- bacon wrapped filet mignon from Deadwood, South Dakota, <laughs> from the Gem Steakhouse. <laughs> Which we'll have to go back there at some point, maybe 20 years. Yeah. We'll go back. I celebrate. Think you Celebrate that day. The restaurant's probably not even there. No, I know. We'd go back and be looking for this place in Deadwood. <laughs> They'd be like, sir, that closed down 12 years ago. Shortly after you exited the, yes. uh, the restaurant, it closed down. <laughs> uh, but Campbell Nation, what is it for you? What is the best meal you ever remember eating? Like you still think about it to this day and you just want to go back so bad. What is that for you? Tell us about it. You can text us at 2210. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. What is the best meal you ever remember eating? Like, you still think about it to, to, like to this day. And you still tell your friends about it. You still talk about it. Like, man, that, that filet mignon that was bacon wrapped with butter on the side. I mean, so good. It just makes your mouth drool every time yeah. you think about it. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's the case. Riley, Riley Green said it was lobster on the Brad Paisley tour. And now we're sharing our own stories, you know, as to this meal that we had. However long ago, could have been 20 years ago, could have been yesterday. <laughs> you still think waking up and burping it up and thinking about it this morning. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, too. If it was that great, yeah. you think you're going to be thinking about it, it's fine. But what is it for you? Um, and I feel like in a lot of these cases, like this bacon wrap filet mignon that my wife has been talking about, we we went there for our first wedding anniversary in 2008, the Gem Steakhouse in Deadwood, South Dakota, which a lot of people are texting saying that it is still open. Oh. Um, and that... Uh, that they agree that it is delicious. But oh. I'm thinking you kind of like after the fact, kind of build it up in your head. Like if we were to go back to the Gem Steakhouse and have this bacon wrap filet mignon again, yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be as good as she remembered it all those years ago. You know what? I would probably agree with you for that because if I remember correctly, like that was really like your wife Emily's first like good steak. Yeah, she didn't really eat red meat ahead of that. Yeah, yeah. and I agree with you. I think that now that she's had multiple different kinds and she went back, it probably wouldn't live up to her memory. Yeah, we'd buy these plane tickets, go to Rapid City, South Dakota, rent a car, go to Deadwood, <laughs> get a hotel room, have dinner just because it's something she's been thinking about for yeah. 15 years. <laughs> and then I she'd eat it though. and be like, not even finish it. Yep. You know, that, that's probably what would go down if we were to go back up there. I feel like it should just remain a memory so that <laughs> I it can agree. just sit on the pedestal. Yeah. Let that memory be there. Yeah. You know, it was our first wedding anniversary. Just let it let it sit, you know. Um, but a lot of times you just want to have that taste again, uh-huh. you know. So what was it for you? Uh, Cheyenne and I, 
uh, agree on the same dish because we had the same dish when we went to <laughs> Vegas a few year, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant atop the Strat, they have this lobster mac and cheese. So if you ever go oh. to Vegas, you ever want to have an amazing lobster mac and cheese, an amazing meal, actually, and, yeah. a, and a great view uh, head to the top of the Strat there. Um, but uh, text your Kevin Andy 22108. Text to the 951. The meal that I always remember and, and constantly think about. And it wasn't not at a restaurant, but it was at my friend's house in Surfside Beach, Texas. Mm. He made jalapeno poppers stuffed with fresh oysters, cream cheese, and bacon wrapped. And it was cooked on the barbecue. That sounds so good. Text of the 623. This is just down the road from here. Durant's? Yeah, it is. It's up on Central. I had prime rib at Durant's. This is the meal that I can't stop thinking about. Is that it? Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, okay. I, I, I ended it kind of there, but. Uh, text of the 406, filet mignon at the Golden Steer in Vegas. Where's that at? It's on Fremont, I think. Oh. But the Golden Steer. I would not have guessed them having a good steak. No, that doesn't uh, sound very good steaky. Uh, text of the 480. All right. So you know how you get Mexican food. You can get Mexican food anywhere. Yeah. But where I was born and raised, there was a Mexican food place called Casa Bonita. And they had professional divers jumping off the rocks, doing a show while you ate. That's so cool. I like that. Text of the 602, lobster off the coast of Australia. They are so huge and so sweet. Oh, that sounds really good. Text of the 623, steak and scallops at the keg. I've never been to the keg. Yeah, they're... um, they have these, um, oh, what are they called? The the mushrooms. They fry them up on the pan. Shiitake mushrooms? No. No? Well, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. They're, they're, they're like a uh, sautéed mushroom. Ooh, oh, no. so good, Oh, that's so, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> like, I was good. Now I am hungry. Yeah. So. Text at the 623. <laughs> Best thing I ever had the pleasure of eating is the PB&J burger at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. What? <laughs> I have heard really good things about that burger. I just can't bring myself to yeah, order it. Well, we, my wife and I, we went to the Hub uh, uh, like a month ago. They have this peanut butter burger, and I didn't think that it would be that great. Uh-huh. It was on a it was on a um, pretzel bun, Ooh, yum. and then it had peanut butter. But, I mean, it was the, the peanut butter and just the fatty meat. That was going to be what, good. yeah, that's the, like the fattiness between the two must be really good. Yeah. No, I don't like peanut butter enough to to try it. Um, text of the 602, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is a better lobster mac and cheese in the Strat. Where's that at? What's it called? Ruth's Chris. I think they have one around here. It's a big name of a steakhouse. Ruth's. <laughs> You've Ruth's? never heard of Ruth's Chris? Nope. Never. <laughs> Why got, are you laughing at me? You need to get away from Maple and Ash and venture out to other steakhouses. Oh, they do have one. It's in Scottsdale. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> go try that make, bacon mac and cheese there, Shane. You leave my Maple and Ash alone, Okay. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> just, you have your one favorite spot you won't venture out. It's so funny. To me. Uh, you can text us at 22108. Here's Carrie. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, every now and then you have a meal, you have a dish, you have something that um, you eat that is just so good. And... You feel like you're thinking about it forever and ever and ever, you know? And I mean, that's the case. You're thinking about it, but I don't think the meal's ever as good like when you go back, you know, after, after having it the first time. Uh, I, I think you th- we build things up in our heads. Right, right, right. right. And then you, you have it again, and it's just kind of a letdown. 
And it's not just with food. It's with everything, I think. Okay, that's it. When you put it into that perspective, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have this long distance relationship with somebody you met online and chatting back and forth. (laughs) Such a sweet talker. (laughs) Talking a big game. You get on a plane and go meet them for the first time. And then... Nothing like what you thought oh, and built up in your head. That would be terrible. Yeah, it happens, I'm sure. Yeah. I think just very similar with this food. You know, you experience it and you tell people about it and you go back and try. It's just not as good. It just, just, just doesn't taste the same. Yeah. And my wife has this bacon wrapped filet mignon built up in her head from South Dakota. And I don't think it would be the same, you mm-hmm. know. But I mean, we've been talking about and sharing meals uh, that we've had at some point in our life that we just constantly think about. We're just always thinking back to that meal, telling people about it. Um, text to the 480. Hey, fatty, stop talking about food. I'm getting so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. the same. Just a couple of more texts. <laughs> Relax. Uh, text to the 480. The meal I'm absolutely stuck on right now is creamy, cheesy ranch hamburger helper. <laughs> That's like good though. <laughs> I get on those kicks too, man. You have it, uh, you have it, and you gotta have yeah. it like every day. Oh, that sounds really good right now. Yeah, this was a terrible topic idea this time in the morning. <laughs> About to call um, Matt's big breakfast and get some food. <laughs> it's Friday payday. Let's order some food. Yeah. Let's go. Put gravy all over the top of it. Let's do it. Text the 480. When I was in Youngsung, Korea, I went to this Brazilian steakhouse. OMG, it was amazing. However, I wouldn't go back to Korea. It's like an 18-hour flight. That sounds terrible, but Brazilian steakhouses are so good. I wish my wife liked meat, you know, like uh-huh. like that, you know, because, I mean, you got the lamb. You got every type of meat you can imagine. You just flip the little thing over when you want more meat on your plate. And they just come over to you and they shave it right yeah, off. it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. But again, I mean, it, twist my arm. I'll go with you, I guess. Uh, to Korea? <laughs> no, to just a Brazilian Oh, okay. House. No, I was like, yeah. <laughs> See, but I mean, I like this person here, this texture, probably has it so built up in their head that get on that flight again, 18 hours to Korea, and then you have it and be like, I could have gotten this at home. Why did I get it on a flight? You know, this is kind of how it is. Yeah. Right? Uh, coming up next, we'll let you know who America's favorite mom is and also free and easy ways to impress mom this Mother's Day. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, there's your ACM Entertainer of the Year, Chris Stapleton. I think he took everybody off guard. I don't think anybody expected that, especially him. He even said he didn't expect it. And I honestly, I believe him. I think he knew that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's debatable. Uh, but we'll get more into the ACM stuff coming up uh, a little bit later on this morning. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. If you did not know, now you know. Take care of your mama. Yes, you know, please. Make sure at least uh, call her or text her or something. Um, there was a poll conducted uh, where people uh, voted on America's favorite mom. So looking at the list, it's a bunch of celebrities. Of course it is. Okay. Okay. Who would you assume is America's favorite mom? I don't even know. Well, who's on the list? Anybody that's got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry, Angelina Jolie, Cameron Diaz, Meghan Markle, Kate Middleton, Goldie Hawn, Drew Barrymore, Rihanna. I mean, just on and on. Um, out, of, never, out of the la- names no, you just gave me. No, and none of them are number one. Okay. Um, You're never going to guess. Uh, Lois Griffin from The Family Guy was voted number one. <laughs> it's a cartoon. I'm done today. Oh, my gosh. That is dumb. Followed by Michelle Obama, Serena Williams, Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez, and Rihanna. 
It's so stupid. I mean, I probably would have put J-Lo and Rihanna up there, but... As America's favorite mom, what yeah. have you seen motherly like that makes you think that is like a them. great mom? She's I, my favorite. I just like them. I said put them at the top, not at the very top. But I like Who put, would you have at the very top? Um, Probably Reese Witherspoon or Drew Barrymore. I love Drew Barrymore. I'm a yeah. huge fan of hers. Um, For me, it would probably be uh, Patricia Richardson. Who? Tim Allen's wife on uh, Home Improvement. Oh my! Way back in the day. I, I, yeah, I, so I dug fictional deep for that characters. One. That's not even a, no. <laughs> I'm sure she's a real mom. That's in real why life. I don't. That's why I don't agree with the whoever that person yeah. is on the top. But uh, if you want to celebrate mom and you know you're not loaded with cash, uh, here's some free and easy ways to impress mom on Mother's Day. Okay. okay? Uh, number one. Don't just be on time to her house or the restaurant. Be early. Spend some extra time with mom. Love that. Uh, Number two, sign your Mother's Day card with more than just your name. (laughs) Love Bob. (laughs) If you're not great with words, get help from a sibling, a friend, or even chat GPT or Google. Google. Just Google a nice poem for mom. Yeah. Something nice to say to mom. Copy it down word for word. Yep. Don't make changes. (laughs) It's not going to be yeah, the same. Sign, sign more than just your name. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, number three, if your mom is bad with technology, make sure her phone and computer are up to date. Aww. Or if she needs some quick repairs around the house, t- offer to take care of them for her or hire somebody who can. I love that. That seems pretty easy to do. Yeah, right? it does. That That is called taking care of mom. Uh, easy ways to impress mom on Mother's Day. Number four, tell her, to, tell her about how you've... T- Use at least some of her advice that she's given you over the years. I do that with my mother almost every other week. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, Mom, for the advice. Yep. On whatever situation it is. I tell her, I do I do try to tell her because she'll go through these phases where she's like, I feel like I'm not a good mom. And I'll be like, Mom, no, really. But all of her kids are over the age of 30. <laughs> I know. Why is she crying now that... I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just like... Uh, a bundle of things like she'll like start she'll think back on like when we were growing up and when we weren't really good kids yeah. or whatever but yeah I do try to tell her like when is that, I've does her crying something. typically come after you've uh, made a bad decision in life or no I don't make bad decisions anymore anymore <laughs> but I'm thinking like I in the past blindly. it probably was <laughs> I was not good for a while, so yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, number five, ask her about uh, what her life was like before you were born. Those are yeah, always a fight. If that. you haven't done, why not? Because Those are always the best stories. I wish I had grandparents still around. I, I love hearing like stories from like way in the past, yeah. you know? And my dad used to always share stories about him riding dirt bikes in the Orange Groves down in Orange County, California. I mean, he... I wish he was still around to be able to share those stories. Yeah, no. You know, and if you still got grandparents and parents around, make sure you ask them about those stories. Those are the best. Grandparents I would agree with. But why not your mom? Because my mom lived a very sheltered life. My mom did not have a lot of experience in, in life until she met my dad. And then boom, 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 boom. Where did she grow up? Did she grow up in uh, Yakima, Washington, uh, too? My mom was born in Long Beach, California, and then moved up to Yakima. Yeah. In a very sheltered life. Yes. So she has no story. Have you even asked her? Yeah, I, I do know a little bit, but honestly, she like she wasn't allowed to do anything growing up. She like sat at home. My my grandparents were very religious. So literally my mom sat at home. Did she have to wear a dress everywhere? No. no. 
I grew up with like second cousins. Like that was like their belief. They had to wear dresses. They yeah, couldn't no. wear pants at all. That definitely wasn't it. Like my mom was a cheerleader. She was Miss Cela. Like she was a beauty queen. But that's about the extent of the experience she had until she met my dad at 17. And then my dad just destroyed her. <laughs> ruined her. Just ruined her. So you know her. a little bit about her before. That's about uh, it. But that's yeah. like all the stories she has. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. Ask, ask mom what life was like before you for Mother's Day. It could either be good or it could be bad. What it's, happened it's, before I ruined your body? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, all you mamas. I was down with the boys catching up. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, the Suns don't have whatever it is. <laughs> Ow! Whatever that is to win a championship. Ouch. They lost yesterday in a must-win game. If they would have won yesterday, uh, game seven, for the full kit and caboodle, the series uh, would have been on Sunday in Denver, but uh, we're not going that far. They just got destroyed yesterday. Wah, wah. And uh, Kevin Durant just could not get the ball in the hoop. Booker, too. I mean, it was just like early on. I was like, oh, man, this is how it's going to go. Because, you know, as a sports better, you know, you think that, hey, this is a must-win game for the Suns. So they're so going to come out. Dur- Booker's got to get 40. Mm-hmm. Durant's got to get 35. The supporting cast, you know, on that court's got to get some points. And, I mean, if they would have just done what needed to get done, I may not have come into work today because I would have won so much money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'd still be here. Uh, but I'd be buying breakfast. Uh, but, no, so, yeah, they lost 125 to 100. So we'll see what happens. Will Monty be back next season? There's a lot of people calling for his head on a mismanaged game. Oh. Aiton, will he be back? It'll be interesting to see how the team looks next season. But uh, it was it was it was a good run, guys. Good run. It's always fun to watch anything in the postseason. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, on the uh, Arizona sports vein, uh, Arizona Cardinals released their schedule yesterday. I saw that. Which uh, nobody has high expectations for this team this season because they got zero primetime games. <laughs> if that is not insulting, I don't know what is. Uh, they'll play uh, on the road first game of the season. They're going to head out to Washington, D.C. to take on the commander September 10th. And then first home game will be week number two, uh, September 17th with the New York Giants. Okay. I'm just trying to see if there's anything like notable to put here. They got a New Year's Eve game uh, December 31st against the Eagles, which is the coach's uh, old team. Oh, that's right. They came from the Eagles. Uh, They're playing in Chicago on Christmas Eve. Okay. Uh, I did see uh, their last game is against Seattle. Which I did not know that they are like rival teams. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not know that Where until yesterday. Under a rock? Not in the Cardinals. NFC, yeah, the NFC yeah. West. They always play the Seahawks twice a year, 49ers twice a year, and the Rams twice a year. Yeah, but I didn't know that they were rivals. I knew I know that they play them twice a year because they play one at home, one away. Yeah, that's why they're that's why, because they're on in the same NFC West. I didn't know that they so were they, like it was a rivalry though. Like, I didn't know that. Man, how did you not know that? What? Like, you grew up in the Northwest as a Seahawks fan, and you eh. still didn't know? Well, okay, you were... Eh, I mean, you I mean, fan lightly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but still... Yeah, I, mean, so then, I, didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. So I learned that new division, yesterday. Uh, division rivals. Yeah, I didn't know that. So if you uh, didn't know that either, there you go. Now you know. I think everybody else is like, what, the, what was Cheyenne on the last 31 years of her life? <laughs> Give me, some of that. Football, give, me some of the, give me some of the good stuff. <laughs> Pass that over here, Cheyenne. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Thought you didn't 
Shine and I made our ACM predictions. And look at that. Look who won. Whose was the better predictions? Uh, me. That was me. Wow. I just like to rub it in. That's, that's all that is. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I don't either, since I'm giving you zero reaction. I don't give a crap, but uh, it's just fun to kind of run it in, rub it in a little bit. Uh, ACM's last night on Prime Video, uh, Entertainer of the Year, Chris Stapleton. Neither uh, Cheyenne or I had that one. Mm-hmm. I had Carrie Underwood. You had Miranda. Miranda. Chris Stapleton was even shocked that he got that award. And there's a photo making the rounds of Chris Stapleton staying after the ACMs. He's got a leaf blower in his hand, just cleaning up all the confetti. Like, he stayed after to help Let clean me up. See. Are you looking at it? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's classy. That is classy. Yeah. so Chris Stapleton, though. Uh, female Artist of the Year went to Lainey Wilson. That one I did get. Good for you. Uh, who did you put down? Ashley McBride. Okay, Male Artist of the Year, Morgan Wallen. I got that one as well. I chose Luke Combs. Album of the Year went to Lainey Wilson. Bell Bottom Country, I had chosen Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. Album on that one, you uh, had chosen. Ashley McBride. Yeah. And then uh, Single of the Year, which I think shocked a lot of people. Cole Swindell, she had me at Heads Carolina. Um, that, I mean, was, that was one of my what the moments. That was your uh, what the. It was one of them because okay. I had a couple. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Till You Can't, I had Cody Johnson winning that one. And I mean, that that is such a powerful song. Yeah. Such a great song. And maybe the uh, the 90s, um, you know, country influence, you know, with that Cole Swindell song kind of helped push that one uh, to be the winner. But Cole had a big night with that song yesterday. Yeah, he won like three times. Uh, song of the year as well. Yeah. You know, with that one. Um, so, you know, there we go. Those are our picks. And uh, if you followed my picks, you came out on top. How about that? Uh, top three highlights from uh, the ACMs yesterday. Uh, number one for me, Hardy Rock of the Stage Oof. with the bed, uh, with the song Truck Bed. Yeah. Miranda Lambert on the red carpet pre-show. That was one of my highlights. Stop yes. it. Stop. You got Google her outfit. That's all I'm going to say. Google her outfit. <laughs> well, my wife's the one that said something. I keep running in. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a good wife right there. Uh, and then uh, my number three uh, highlight. Of my top three highlights from yesterday's ACM Awards. Carly Pierce and Trisha Yearwood performing a montage of Trisha's hits. I did not care for Carly on that. Oh, really? I didn't. And Trisha looks great. Oh, I mean, stunning. Both her and Garth are like on a weight loss regimen or something, but yeah. uh, they both are looking great. Yeah, they look amazing. Highlights from the ACMs yesterday from you, Cheyenne. You want to know what? My, so my number one highlight was Lainey Wilson's performance of uh, Grease. Such a good oh, song. Oh, when she dropped the hat and the jacket yes. and she was up there. Yeah. She is just a spitball of fire and I love her but so much. But I mean, much. the one she performed with Jelly Roll. She did. That mental health song, you know, that they did called um, Save Me. Mm-hmm. That was so good. And then she dropped the hat and the jacket, went up there and did her performance. Yeah. That was cool. It was amazing from start to finish. I also really loved the new thing that they're doing with these hype videos prior to performances. Well, prior to the Entertainer of the Year yeah. performances. Yeah. That was amazing. Like, I thought that that was so cool and just like a really great thing that they had. And I also loved that um, a couple of artists did songs that weren't radio hits because they loved the song so much that they just wanted it to have their moment. Like, Ashley McBride did Bonfire at Tina's, not a radio hit, but it's a great song. Then Miranda Lambert did Carousel because they just wanted those songs to have that moment on that stage. And they were so... So good. A real carousel behind Miranda as part of the set. That was pretty cool. It was just, honestly, overall, I thought it was a spectacular ACMs. Uh, My what the moment was that thing on top of Mickey Guyton's head. (laughs) I I, I couldn't figure out if she brought a pet hamster or what that was. 
That was my moment. We'll get to the low lights coming up here in about six minutes or so. <laughs> you texted like, me about that. I said it's called a top knot, man. <laughs> I know, but it looked like a hamster on her head. Uh, do you have a highlight or a low light for the ACMs? You can text us at 22108. Uh, more on the way. Here's Luke Bryan. We were counting one star at a time. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. One more time, Nate. Campbell Country, Gunner and Cheyenne, appreciate you having us on. A lot of us watched the 58th Academy Country Music Awards last night on, or I should say yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. on Prime Video, which, I mean, if if you're channel surfing, you weren't going to find it. You actually had to pull up the actual Prime app, right? which I know there's a lot of people complaining about that, but hey, you don't have to be a Prime member to watch it on the Prime app, which was cool, and... It was pretty much commercial-free yesterday, which yeah, was cool. which was amazing. It was two hours. Normally, it's three hours because they got to fit those commercial breaks in yeah. there. But it was only two hours yesterday. It was a quick watch. Loved it. Uh, I think it's still up there for you to watch on Prime Video uh, if you want to go watch that uh, today or this weekend or something. Uh, but highlights, lowlights, we ran over our highlights already. Uh, a couple of what-the moments coming in on text to 22108. Text the 623, Dolly Parton discussing a group activity with Garth and Trisha. Right? <laughs> I was, I don't get uncomfortable very often, but that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but you know, I mean, older people kind of get a pass sometimes for what they say, you know, because no. Dolly said it, it was, uh, it's Dolly. <laughs> no, that's not what my brain said. My brain said, What? And another one texted the 602. My what the moment was the awkwardness between Dolly and Garth. Yeah. When Dolly gave her acronym for GOAT. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah, and her bringing the other uh, GOAT out on stage, that, too, that was, was kind of funny. funny. That, was, that was really funny. <laughs> it was all right. There were awkward moments with those two hosting. Yeah. But, I mean, I, that was pretty cool for them to be able to lock those two down. Yeah. Garth and Dolly to host the ACMs. Well, what's interesting about it is that ahead of the ACMs, Dolly flat out said that she was not going to read the teleprompter. And you could tell. Yeah. You could tell. She tried to wing it. She did. <laughs> got awkward at times, but it it's all right. Did. <laughs> uh, all right, low lights, Cheyenne. What do you got? Top three low lights from yesterday's ACM Awards. Um, well, Dolly being making everybody very uncomfortable. The other one is, is I did not like the backstage interviews. I did not think that those were, I thought that they were just kind of like a time filter and really lackluster. Well, they didn't have commercial breaks, so they yeah. got to fill some time. I know? didn't like it. And yeah. also the entire Amazon Prime pre all the event, red carpet event. Event. It was not good. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> my top three low lights. Number one, uh, same thing as you. Pre show red carpet event. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Keith Urban kicking off the show with a new song. He, he needed to hit us with a banger, I yeah. think. I mean, you kick yeah. off the show with a new song. It just kind of brings it down. You're trying to understand what the song is and, and realize what the song is. But yeah, he should have hit us with a banger. And uh, Chris Stapleton getting Entertainer of the Year yeah. was one of my lowlights. I don't think that it shouldn't have gone to him. I, In my opinion, your opinion, a lot of people's opinion, even in Chris Stapleton's opinion, yeah. he was shocked that he got it. Why does he keep winning this, this? He's a great performer. I mean, if you see him on stage, he's so good. Yeah, but like, he's not doing, I just, I feel like they need to tighten the reins on what the qualifications are and the requirements are to win some of these major yeah. awards. That's what I think. Uh, ACM, you can watch it on Prime Video, and it was better than the year before, yes. I think. So I that, would agree with that. There's good. If we're looking at the full-on positive, uh, there's that. Uh, coming up next, if you're at odds with somebody, I have some advice for you. You may not want to take my advice <laughs> on how to get past being at odds with this individual, but it worked for me. I'll tell you all about it. Coming up next here on camera. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Yeah, the beers. Well, if you're at odds with somebody, I got some advice for you. Okay. 
Uh, what would you assume said advice would be, Cheyenne? From you? Like if you're if you're at odds with somebody, right? You just kind of um, have different views on something. I don't know. Something went wrong with you. You're just not even talking to each other. You just dislike each other. Okay. How would you assume? What would be my advice to try and get past that? To let it go, because you're not a confrontational person. Oh, like like Elsa would say. Yeah, let it go, let it go. Since you asked for it, Shannon. Let it go, let it go. No, you fight each other. I'm sorry. That's advice from you? That's advice from me. Now, I'm a non-confrontational kind of guy. That's why I'm confused. And I'm also not one that holds grudges right now. Like, back early on, you know, in 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 my teens, early teens, you know, uh-huh. I I don't know. I, I I held a lot of hostility, you know, and a lot of hatred towards some people. And I, like I don't even know you right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, that that'll change later on, Cheyenne. But <laughs> and and this memory's kind of coming back to me because I came across the, a stat: thirty one percent of people say they have never been in a physical fight. Thirty one percent. So that means the majority have. Right, and yeah. so then I'm like, okay, yeah. The one time that I was at a physical fight, it was with my enemy, and then we became best friends after that. Seriously, and it was weird. I, I don't know what. There's got to be some kind of psychological thing that that causes you to like one another after beating each other up. I think that's only in boys. I feel like that's only a guy thing. And women fighting and ripping out each other's extensions yeah. and stuff like that. And, women, women don't you know, do that. Maybe it is just with dudes. I don't know. I just remember. I think it was, uh, it was junior high, out of the bus stop. Uh-huh. The kid that lived at the end of the street. Uh, it was like him and like four or five other brothers. And I think no, they didn't even have a sister. It was just a house full of dudes. Oh, that makes sense. But his name was Travis. And for whatever reason, I I just never liked the dude. He never liked me. Mm-hmm. You know. And then things kind of boiled over at the bus stop. And we just started throwing punches at each other. Oh my gosh! And I remember getting him in a headlock and just. Pushing his head against the stop, or not the head, but his body against the stop sign. You know, we just got after it. There was like some buddy leaving for work, pulled over, said, hey, you know, kind of broke us up. And then the bus pulled up. We got on the bus and, you know, went off to school. Yeah. But ever since that day at the bus stop, we had been best friends. And even now, not best friends. I moved away and we haven't like kept in contact. He's a chiropractor right now oh, cool. up in Kent, Washington. Uh-huh. But yeah, dude. It was all because we beat each other up. So that's your so advice. That is my advice. It worked for me. <laughs> don't listen to Gunner Kids. This is terrible. Well, what do you mean? Don't listen to me. <laughs> Unless you try it and have evidence that it doesn't work, don't say don't try it. I have never. As long as it's mutual, you don't want to sucker punch. Don't go and. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't De- go, definitely don't, don't do go that. Don't go running up behind him and sucker punch him <laughs> and saying Gunner on Camel told you to. No, it's got to be a mutually agreed upon thing. <laughs> Just kick each other's butt. A battle royale at dusk. And see what happens. I've never been in a physical fight. See, so you can't talk. No. Which Um, is weird. It's so weird that you being the non-confrontational person that you are have been in a fight. But again, that's back in junior high. Yeah, but I've been confrontational my entire life and I've never been in a physical fight. Never. Not even a pole herring fight? Nope. Hair pulling fight? Nope. I have never hit... A human being ever in my life. Text with the 623, ditto Gunner. Same with me and my old high school best friend. It works. Are you a boy? If you're gonna if you're going to agree with him, I need to know if you are a boy or a girl. I need to know. Because I feel like it's a boy thing. But okay, let's just throw it out there then. I mean, 
this one's already rolling in. Are, are you best friends with an enemy? And what happened to make that relationship go from enemy to friend? Okay, has this ever happened to you? I mean, if, if it, no, you're still at enemies. Maybe you should have kicked each other's butt, Cheyenne. But I mean, let us know if you had this enemy. How did you get past that to become best friends? Did you beat each other up? I feel like there's like some sort of like um, wolf-like dominance type <laughs> thing that you know. I'm the has, leader of the pack. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like out in the uh, the wild in Africa, you get these two dominant lions, <laughs> oh right? Like one wants to take over the pride or something, right? And then he goes and just kicks his butt. And then, you know, I don't know. There's got to be some sort of like instinctual thing there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. There's text but coming I, in. I'm enjoying you explaining it. This is amazing. <laughs> there's got to be, man. Got to be something there. I've uh, got a story for us. You can text us at 22108. Here's FGL. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, if you're ever at odds with somebody, my advice to you would be just to beat each other up. You know, I mean, violence is never the answer. You know, we hear that. It's not good to condone violence, but, you know, I mean, as long as it's mutually agreed upon for you beating each other up, I mean, that's that's just how it, it worked out for me. I just read a stat, you know, about how uh, 31% of people say they've never been in a physical fight, which I feel like is kinda, it's kind of low. I feel like it should be... So that means what, 70, 70% uh, percent or so have been in a physical fight? Yeah. So I, you know, so I'm thinking back to the time when I was in a physical fight, the one that I remember, and it was with the uh, kid down the street from me. We were just at odds. We hated each other. Then we just beat each other up at the, at the uh, bus stop, and then we became best friends. You know, so I mean, it worked for me. Will it work for you? I don't know. Just don't, I mean, make sure it's mutually agreed upon. You don't want to end up in jail because Gunner told you to go beat somebody up trying to, you know, mend your relationship or something. Yeah, please don't. Just, just, just don't do that. No. Don't. It sounds but terrible. <laughs> it works. It is not just me. Texts are coming in, Cheyenne, at 22108 okay. of people that uh, haven't been in similar situations that beat each other up and then became best friends. Text at the 602. Gunner is 100% correct. Growing up with six brothers, we beat the crap out of each other and the other guys in the neighborhood. And we were all friends after that. Boys. It's bo- boys, man. I'm telling you. You didn't fight with your brothers? I fought with my brothers, but I never hit my brothers because I was raised with a, if you hit them, they will hit you. And I was not about to play that game. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, text of the 360. When my kids weren't getting along when we were younger, I'd give them tube insulation, better known as pool noodles, send them out in the backyard and let them beat the crap out of <laughs> each other. Within minutes, they were laughing and having a great time. Sometimes it's just getting the frustration out. That's just funny. Uh, text of the 708. My parents are currently in a disagreement. I don't know if fighting will be good for that. <laughs> Battle Royale. Tell them to take their clothes off and fight. I have heard. Actually, I have heard that if you are in an argument with your spouse, we talked about this. Yeah. You should argue in the nude. I love how shy is. Like, I've heard. I've heard. Oh, wait. We talked about wait, it. Wait, this is us. <laughs> this was us. This is an actual conversation that happened. That was us. So tell them to do that. Uh, text to the 480. In high school, if we had an issue with someone, my coach would lock us in the locker room for five minutes. And whatever would happen would happen and would stay there. But after five minutes, it was done. We always got along after that. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> theme. The theme is that this works with boys. Text to the 602. My husband has uh, several stories like that where he got into fights with kids that would pick on him and they later became friends. But I agree with Cheyenne, total boy thing. Yeah. 
Now, one of these stories is from a girl that said she got into a fight. Now she's best friends with the girl she fought with. Sounds like a challenge, Cheyenne. Let's get those texts coming in. Text us at 22108 if you're a female and this worked out for you. Because it does seem like to be all boys. It is. It's a boy thing, which is fine. That's totally fine. It's just not the way that females operate. Text to the 480. I was 15 years old. I got into a fight with this kid, and now we're best friends today. I'm 40 years old. Oh, wow. That's yeah, impressive. Very, That's very actually similar really situation then. Yeah. What I had. Um, where is the one? There's a gal who texted in talking about her boyfriend or her exes fighting each other. Oh, lovely. And then they, uh, after the fight, they walked to Circle K together. <laughs> that sounds like yeah, a dude I mean, yeah. thing. <laughs> you work up an appetite, Cheyenne, after fighting. So <laughs> I wouldn't know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, if you got a story for us, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can text us at 2108. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, if you've ever been at odds with somebody and uh, you end up beating each other up, odds are you're going to become best friends. I mean, that's what we've discovered. I mean, that's what worked for me back when I was in junior high at the at the uh, bus stop. This kid and I, we hated each other. I don't remember why or what went down. I just, we hated each other. Things boiled over. We kicked each other's butt and uh, we became best friends. Never, never had an issue with him at all. We were hanging out at each other's houses playing street hockey out on my parents' street because he lived on one end, I lived on the other. Yeah, we did everything together, Cheyenne. Well, I guess that's just what you needed. That may, you know, whatever well, works. I mean, look at all the other stories coming in. We read a bunch of them earlier this hour. Dude, they're all boys. Uh, okay, well, you put the call out for the ladies, Cheyenne, okay. and they have uh, come flooding in with texts. Okay, it okay. works for everybody. So who are you at odds with, Cheyenne? Who I'm- can we uh, put you face-to-face with and... Y'all can kick each other's butt and just get past it. Honestly, nobody worth fighting with. Your dad. I think you should fight your dad. <laughs> Let's go. Get I'm past currently dealing with that in therapy right now. Okay. I don't All really right. need to deal with that physically. <laughs> well, it would have been a lot cheaper to do it physically, you know, instead of paying for a therapist. But, uh, you know, you do you. As Hila says. <laughs> Why not do it in a healthy manner? It's fine. <laughs> So much cheaper to just kick each other's butt. Uh, text of the 480 in high school. Uh, if we had an issue with somebody, my coach would lock us in the lock. Oh, I already read that yep, one. Yep, you Hang did on. that one. Hang on. Uh, I'm looking for the female ones. Here we go. Uh, text of the 602. I'm a woman and I fought my older sister once when I was younger. And after that, we have been pretty close. Do siblings count? Even on the boy spectrum. If you can, if siblings kick each other's butt? Does that count? I, don't know, I think it's kind of the same... I mean, I think it's great. By the way, I think it's great that you're really close with your sister. That's awesome. But I mean, there's, but I mean, I think, again, I think it comes down to some weird subconscious uh, mentality of just having a uh, put up or shut up type mentality, right? If it's all talk, if all you're doing is yapping, Uh just chirp it away, right? And then you kick each other's butt. There's a, there's like a put up or shut up respect type thing that goes on there. I hear you you. I hear what you're saying. It doesn't make sense in my brain. Um, well, and here's another sibling's one. Text of the 480. My two daughters got into a physical fight at ages 13 and 14, and now they're best friends at 17 and 18. Well, I mean, that's good. But you're right. I think with the siblings, you kind of have to be friends. Yeah. Right? I mean, you don't have to be, but... Text of the 602. Female here. I was 13 and got into a fight with my best friend of 27 years. Oh, wow. See, I'll take that one. That one I'll take. Uh, text of the 951, my sister and I always fought. <laughs> another sibling's one. Uh, my dad always said, uh, no hands, no face. We're best friends now. Aww. No, yeah, don't hurt the money makers. 
No hands. Oh, no hands to the face. Huh? Yeah. My bad. No hands to the face. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, text at the 602. Every single one of my 30-year-old friends at one point, we didn't like one another. So we all would fight each other. And now we have earned each other's respect and have become best friends. Yeah, that would not earn my respect, especially if I lost. If I lost in a fight to another yeah, woman, there is no way but I, I could be friends with you. It would you. be one of those ones where nobody can win, right? You just, you're just beating each other up till somebody separates you, right? And then then there's that respect, that mutual respect. But you're right. If if I would have won that fight at the bus stop before that person leaving for work got out of the car and, hey, you can't knock it off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And one of us would have won. It probably would have ended up differently, yeah. I think. It would have to be just like a... You know, a cat's game, basically. You know, like a tic-tac-toe. Yeah, yeah, or it's yeah. a cat's game yeah, where, yeah. you know, nobody's sad because nobody won. Exactly. Because there's no way. There is no way on this, in this world, that I could lose a fight with somebody and then be friends with them. I would be so angry that I lost. <laughs> I, it might not even be that I'm mad at you anymore. I'm just mad over the fact that I lost, and yeah. I can't have that. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. So, uh, so what did we learn? Fight your enemy. Mute, make sure it's mutual, mm-hmm. but nobody wins. <laughs> the fight to the death. <laughs> That's right. But both have to die. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> Here's Morgan Wallet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.